Friday and welcome to Getting Real Estate in Vegas. I am Bridget Magnus and this is the Vegas Video Network. Well, many thanks to those who are watching on the Vegas Video Network, to those who are watching via iTunes, those who are watching through YouTube, and our faithful listeners on KSHP AM 1400 who are hearing us on Friday nights between 6 and 10 p.m. Now, if you've got a question, problem, or suggestion, either for myself or for today's special guest, our email address is gettingreal at vegasvideonetwork.com. Or if you're more of a, a vocal sort of person, go ahead and call our toll-free listener hotline. That phone number is 866-966-4599. We're going to be talking about real estate with a Vegas twist today, and we are going to start with the Friday figures. All right, kind of a quiet week until you dig deep. I'll explain in a minute. This data is all from our local MLS system as of this morning. We did have um, 14,382 available units. Um, and the median price on houses was 135,000 and the median price on condos was 61. Of those, 3,366 were foreclosed properties with a median price of 101, and 6,349 of them were short sales with a median price of 110. Now, we did also have 4,664 traditional sales with a median price of 180. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead and come back, so stay with me. We did also have 13,707 contingent and pending listings that are under contract to be sold. And in the last 30 days, we have closed 3,909 properties. Now, the, the thing that doesn't look obvious from there is that we did have 900 closes in this last week. Now, it's normal to have a surge at the end of the month. People want to get things cleared away before the first. But the fact that the number of available units and the number of contingent units changed so little means that there are hundreds of new contracts that have been signed and hundreds of new listings that are available. Still a good sign. I think that things are relatively stable at this point. We do, in addition, have 4,261 rentals available at a median rent of 1,100 and 2,384 new leases with a median rent of 1,130. So let's go on and move on to some news items. Um, we did have some new case shiller com numbers come out this week, and those numbers are up for the second month in a row. Um, there is some doubt as to whether this is a permanent change or just a seasonal one. Wells Fargo is under investigation for violations of fair housing law. And Bank of America has so many foreclosures that in some areas of the country, they are bulldozing the property and donating the land to local charities. To the best of my knowledge, that is not happening locally, but you never know what could happen next week. Now today we do have a very special guest. His name is Carlos Kaipa. He is my sales manager at Prudential Americana Group Realtors. He supervises and solves problems for dozens of realtors, and so he's got an even bigger picture of what's going on than I do. So let's please give him a terrific welcome. Thank you so much for Thank being you. here Thanks today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for that great welcome. <laughs> oh, you're quite welcome. So let's get started here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with the hard questions. All right. Okay. What do you see as the biggest challenge facing Vegas real estate? 
That's a, that is a tough question. Way to get to it. Um, <laughs> probably um, just the amount of foreclosures and short sales that we still have in this market. Um, short sales are becoming a um, little bit easier to work with, which is great, but um, we'll be dealing with those for some time. Yeah, uh, I've, one of the questions that I was going to ask is how long do you think it's going to work through um, those two issues? Well, um, really, you know what, if I had a crystal ball and I, I knew that, um, it'd be great to give that information. Yeah, but you know, I actually wrote no the word telling. crystal ball. It's right Did here you? on my I, page. I see yep. that, yeah. <laughs> okay, that. so what do you wish every buyer knew? What every buyer knew? Well, definitely um, make sure they get to a competent agent that knows what they're doing out there. Um, just really uh, interview their agents and make sure that they're knowledgeable in what they're doing. Um, prices are so great right now. It's just such an opportunity to buy uh, um, owner income properties or investment properties right now. So just great, great, uh, great uh, opportunities out there for them. Mm -hmm. And what do you wish every seller knew? Well, I got to tell you, same thing. They got to be aware. Um, be really careful with agent that they're going with. Make sure they're choosing a, a knowledgeable agent that is uh, really looking out for them. Um, and um, just a very knowledgeable agent, basically, yeah. Mm -hmm. So speaking of those agents, this question actually did get sent to me, so I'm gonna go ahead and ask it right now. Okay. What would you like every new realtor to know when they get started? Um, they really need to be very familiar with the overall market and short sales. Um, like we talked about, they're here to stay. They need to understand them um, is the main, the main thing that they need to understand, yes. Okay. Yeah. And um, this is the, the last question that I have. So unless the audience steps up here, we'll see what happens. All right. What do you think is the most important recent development in our real estate market? We had a lot of new laws passed. And right. Um, well, the law with the, uh, the six-month on the second um, after a short, clear, short sale has closed, mm -hmm. And if you were not um, received the full deficiency waiver, that now they can only have come after you for six months instead of the six years, which is fantastic. Right, now just for clarification, for those of you who, who might not remember the show that we did about the law, that means that on a short sale, if there is a second mortgage, the uh, second mortgage holder only has a limited time to try and come after you for any other money that might be owed. And I do understand that we had a question come in. We do. Bill wants to know, when considering a broker as a realtor, what should be asked? What are the questions that I should ask a broker if I'm thinking about joining their, uh, their brokerage? What uh, training will they offer to that agent? Um, instead of looking at the dollars that they may be thinking that they're going to make right away, is <clears throat> look to see what type of training that uh, company is going to offer them. What kind of training are you talking about? Just the basic uh, A through Z of handling a, an escrow, how to write a contract, how to talk to uh, prospects, sellers, or buyers. Now, do, do realtors know any of that ahead of time? I mean, don't they, don't they have some knowledge well, of that? Well, the, the class that you take to uh, take the test only teaches you to pass the test. doesn't teach you real-world uh, life scenarios out there. Thank you. I'd also like to add to that, if I may, technology is another important thing. Absolutely. Um, I am amazed at the no amount of technology that I have at my fingertips. I could probably get lost in all of this stuff because there's a lot of it, and it's all, almost all good stuff. There's some 
frustrating stuff that I'm just going to gloss over. <laughs> <laughs> well then, I'm going to go ahead then and to say that we're going to take a break for station identification. I'd like to thank Carlos so much for coming Thanks by. Thanks for having me. And we're going to be back in about a minute with some real advice. Hi, this is Scott Pritchard from Let's Bet. You're watching the Vegas Video Network. It's VegasVideoNetwork.com. You're not using this one, right? <laughs> Don't you dare use this one. <laughs> All right, who's ready for real advice? Today we are going to be talking about some of the problems in buying low-cost properties. Now, what the heck am I talking about? You'll notice if you go to see the full version of Friday Figures that we had 487 single-family homes and um, 855 condos and townhomes available for less than $50,000. For the math challenge, that means there are 1,300 properties that you can buy for less than the price of a luxury sedan. Pretty sobering stuff. So I do get regular calls from people that want to buy them. They look at the little mortgage calculator at the bottom of most of the real estate search sites, and those numbers suggest that they could be living there for less than $350 a month. And well, darn, that's lower than rent almost any place. Let's make that happen, right? Well, not so fast. There are a lot of problems with this, uh, and um, I'm just going to start with the fact that most of them are foreclosure and short sale properties. Those have problems that you, you will face buying them, but those are, those are easy problems. We know how to solve those problems. We know how to deal with those problems. There are other things that are not as obvious when you're sitting there looking at that listing for a $30,000 house somewhere in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, the first and probably the biggest problem is that you cannot get a mortgage for under $50,000 right now in this town. I only know of one institution that claims that they can do that, and I've never actually seen them close a transaction in that price range. So frankly, I'm more inclined to believe in the Yeti than that those deals can close. <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> First of all, have you seen a Yeti? No, I have not. Thanks for asking. Because if you have, <laughs> we've got a whole new show, and you're the host. Uh, Bill, Interview I, with a Yeti. Two, we have two questions. One's in the chat, and one's an email we received. Great. Uh, Bill wants to know, in your opinion, what is among the most effective ways of finding buyers for your house? Oh, golly. You know, I am still a fan of the Internet. Um, I think it is absolutely imperative to get your home listed both through your MLS and the major sites, Realtor.com, Trulia, Zillow. Um, there is a site called ListHub that can do what's called syndicating your listing to a bunch of other websites. That is really still the A number one place that people are going when they say, you know, I think I would like to buy a house. Obviously, then in an ideal world, they will encounter a really great real estate agent who will help them refine their search and find something even better than, than that initial listing that got them started. So the, the listing and the electronic presentation of it is really the A number one important thing. 
relatively few people are looking at print media such as postcards, newspapers, and all of those sorts of things. Okay, and our uh, email question comes from Mike Lofgren. This is actually a question about Southern California real estate, but maybe you can give him a hand here. Well, Mike, I'll give try to. Uh, here's what Mike says. He says, hi, Bridget. Hi. <laughs> I am a first-time home buyer, and today got pre-approved for a home loan. Congratulations. <laughs> Get it, Bridget. Uh, I am in Southern California looking to purchase a single-family resident in the city of Temecula. I have a few questions for you. First, I am interested in finding a buyer's agent that offers rebates. I got pre-approved through a credit union, and they recommended a company that offers 20% cash back. And he says, primealliancerez.com. Are these programs common, negotiable with a buyer agent? That's his first question. No, they are not common. And depending on how they are structured, they, there might be some legal issues involved. So, um, you know, please go ahead and ask that person how does this work? Um, is this legal? Uh, does, is this for real? Uh, I'll be honest, Zip Realty recently stopped doing their rebate program, and so I would not count on that rebate money being there by the time you close the transaction, I'm sorry to say. Okay. He continues on, when I'm negotiating for a property, what should I try to get? Closing costs covered, home insurance paid for, etc. Should or can I only ask for these if purchasing from a private seller and not on a short sale or foreclosure? Well, my experience is that on a short sale, it is not likely that they will be able to pick up those costs. Depending on the, on the institution you're dealing with, you might be able to get that done on a foreclosure property. In fact, um, Fannie Mae is running a program through HomePath where they will pick up up to 3.5% of the, of the cost of the home for closing costs. So that is something to look for. And please, please, please ask that mortgage professional about HomePath because it is a great program that will allow you to put lower down and has some other great benefits too. Now, as far as private sellers, Yes, this could happen. Remember, all of these things are negotiable. It's okay to ask for these things, but realize that you might get a counteroffer that says no. Roll with the punches. Great, thank you. Thank you very much. All right, so I was talking about uh, um, the Yeti, and um, he's a fascinating fellow. No, he, he isn't really. I don't, I don't know him. Uh, the mortgage calculators that you're going to see at the bottoms of all of these real estate sites sometimes don't take into account expenses that you can expect to have. Like Mike was saying, home warranties, closing costs, all of these things are probably not accounted for by that little calculator at the bottom of the page. Now, the biggest hurdle, though, is that all of these properties in the 50K and under range are going to require major repairs. I think that is just a, a fair thing to say up front. In fact, some of these properties will be uninhabitable. They will have severe electrical problems, bad plumbing problems, bad roofs, other problems, non-functional doors or windows. Just as an example, fairly recently I had a list of 20 uh, properties in this range that someone wanted to see. 
I was able to narrow this down to six that were actually worth going to look at. And when we arrived, we only found that four were what I would have considered habitable. And one of them was an edge case. Um, the other thing that I would like to point out, kind of an add-on, some of these properties sh should be torn down. A few of them are, in fact, condemned already. So keep that in mind when you're looking at these super cheap properties. And the last thing that I'm going to say about these super cheap properties is that the best of the lot are going to be snapped up by cash investors who already have contractors in place to make major repairs and turn around and sell that property for a profit. Now, I would like to thank everybody for tuning in today. Don't forget to come back next week or subscribe to us on iTunes. If you have a question, problem, or a suggestion, go ahead and send that in to gettingreal at vegasvideonetwork.com or call the toll-free listener hotline at 866-966-4599. Have a terrific weekend, folks. This has been Getting Real Estate in Vegas. Thank you.